You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. That one you're dedicated to all the bicycle riders seen. Bicycle rider, bicycle rider. Bike rider, my other bike rider. Bike rider, my other bike rider. Trust me, riding a bike is better. Bike rider, my other bike rider. Everybody should ride bicycle. Good morning and welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio Program on Community Radio 3CR 855am and digital. And thank you to Democracy Now! for the last era of current affairs. My name's Chris and this is a program about cycling and related transport issues coming to you from Melbourne, Australia from the studios of 3CR. And uh, long time no hear from, I've had my annual dose of... Um, winter lurgy come uh well probably scurvy to be quite honest with you and um <coughs> turns head cough uh and like many people i've been enjoying the last couple of weeks sitting up and uh getting sleep deprivation watching le tour de france and uh today i've got heaps of stuff to, uh, for you i'm talking to david from whitehorse cyclists and another interview with robert from casey Oh, I should say, cycle Casey. So cycling's not all about us inner urban types. It's also something you can do all over the place and you should be able to ride all over Melbourne. And uh, talking to two people today who are trying to make that happen so it's not just an exercise for us inner city people. Yarra City Council present Leaps and Bounds Music Festival 2017 from the 13th to the 23rd of July. Celebrating 40 years since Melbourne's first punk gig, Bakehouse hosts Why Punk discussing its existence. Catch the All Ages shows featuring Philly and Boessa at the Turn Up or Ms Risk for Groovers in the High Tea. Head to Bar Open for a show every night of the festival or catch the smooth grooves of the Meltdown. For participating venues and tickets, visit leapsandboundsmusicfestival.com. A 3CR supporter. On Yarra Bicycle Use Group Radio, I'm speaking to David Blum, and he's going to be giving us an update on what's happening in the eastern suburbs. David. Yeah, g'day, Chris. It's been a very, very busy time for us out here, out east. We've had a few positive news stories, which makes a nice change. Excellent. So, Box Hill Ringwood Rail Trial. Yeah, well, we've had some sections built from Mitcham to Heatherdale, including a fantastic bridge over Cochrane Street 
And the Ngunnawading to Blackburn section has been completed as well. It's now possible to go from Ngunnawading to Box Hill without a major road crossing, or you could go from the East Link Trail to Box Hill, and it's pretty much all off-road path. There's a tiny little bit through Laburnum that they're still to work out, but it's pretty much all off-road path. From there, you're able to link up with the Coonan Creek Trail to the north and the main Yarra to get yourself into the city. That way, you should be able to link yourself to the Gardeners Creek Trail to the south. So these are little things that we've got to work on and linking the, the trail to the Sindel to Heatherdale pipeline as mm. well. We do have now a fantastic backbone upon which to build and longer term, we should be looking at a, a trail along the railway line from Box Hill all the way to Richmond. The Box Hill section, though, is still a little bit problematic. Yeah, there's a very interesting little ramp coming up from Middleborough Road where you have to have either the ability to go from zero kilometres an hour and climb up a 20% ramp or have knowledge of the correct line to take to get up this one. So it's a bit of a challenge, and I think the engineers are across it and they're trying their best to clean it up. There is some... Uh, signalling fibre or something underground there that does make it very challenging for them. Could do like you know, a series of ramps and don't, they don't have to cross that part of infrastructure. But yeah, 20%, that's a bit like one of the tour stages we were watching the other night. It was a bit of a wall. Yeah, it is a little <laughs> bit like that, only this isn't quite as far and you don't have the ability to get a run-up to it. Nah. So like logo for the trial is pretty similar to other stuff that's out there? Uh, well, we don't actually have a logo for the trail or anything like that and no signage oh, on the trail. okay. So okay. people can get lost quite easily if you don't know the path, you don't know which side of the train stations to go, and there's nothing guiding people. It would be really nice if we had something similar to the Gardner's Creek or Coonung Creek trails where they just spray paint little logos and it just just helps you find your way around if you had something there on the ground pointing you in the right direction. Yeah, but until then, what can people do? Is there something on Google Maps or on um, Whitehorse Cyclists that people can look up? Yeah, there is on our website, www.bhhrt.org.au. There is a bit of a guide for the path itself. There is also Google Maps, obviously. Yeah, I suppose following people's rides on Strava, yeah. will uh, demonstrate the way to go. But as you said, though, it wouldn't take too much to get out there and do some permanent signage down on the paths because that's a great way to go because it's permanent and also it's just like for use. You don't have to get out there and maintain poles or pressed metal or anything. It's just straight on the path. Yeah, a nice stenciled bike logo or a, a path logo similar to the frog or the plants that they have on some of the other trails. And it, it just... It gives a nice visual cue. It'd be nice if they pick a colour. I'd be suggesting something like the White Horse Cyclist blue colour because uh, our group being the one who really did push hard for this trail to come to fruition. But it is fantastic to see this trail taking shape. Yeah, so you've got a few more things you, you're looking at out there in terms of activities and the like. Yeah, well, we are looking at trying to promote the trail, trying to... Uh, do some public rides on it. So uh, had a very successful time doing a commuter train 
on the way into the city on the Sindel to Heatherdale pipeline trail, and it did get very good promotion out in the local media. It got a mention in the state parliament from Samantha Dunn, gained me an invite to the official opening ceremony, looking to do something similar here with the Box Hill to Ringwood Rail Trail. And now we have the ability to actually ride a bit of a loop with the Rail Trail, the Bushy Creek Trail, Coonung Creek Trail, loop around to East Link and then back onto the Rail Trail. And you never have to leave a, a cycle path effectively. Yeah, especially in like the southeast where you're not really sure. I mean, like here in the inner suburbs with more or less sport for choice by sheer comparison. Outer is a different circumstance. Like, you know, you've been pushing for service roads and off-road. People have got to be given options and they've also got to be, you know, um, these, these things when they get built have got to be promoted. But the funny thing is, within a week or two of these sections being promoted, you're already seeing people cycling on the sections especially the ones out near heatherdale station and there's a lot of people tying in with the city of knox infrastructure and riding in that sort of direction because they've been given continuous paths to be able to cycle on and you never see a car excellent yeah especially for people who are just you know wanting to get ride from a to b and they don't want all that other stuff they have to contend with some of those bigger roads Amongst the commuting community, it's been something that we have worked to promote and let everybody know on their Strava rides if they've gone down Whitehorse Road, hey, it's this fantastic alternative, give it a try. Has your subscription lapsed? We want you back. Spend more than the evening with us. Reunite with us. Subscribe to 3CR and get excited. Call 9419 8377 or donate online, 3cr.org.au. And let's get back together. It'll feel so good. You're listening to Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio on Community Radio 3CR. And I'm uh, just going to go into the second part of the interview I did with David Blom from Whitehorse Cyclists. Hey, Fonzie, I want you to turn left if you come to a fork in the road. Yes, sir, turn left at the fork in the road. Permit! I don't believe that. Okay, pipeline trial update. Well, we've got the first section now completed, and the local council here in conjunction with the state government of Victoria are building the second section from Hawthorne Road to Springvale Road this financial year. However, the council, unfortunately, is leaving a gap in the trail between Hawthorne Road and Ballantyne Street. It's a bit like they expect us to dematerialise, mix it with traffic on Marnie's Road and then pop up again for the first section that they'd completed. The Monash City Council have announced 
$800,000 worth of funding for trails, and they're pretty much filling in gaps. And it's going to be possible to cycle from Channel 10 in Forest Hill to Channel 10 in South Yarra because they're going to be building sections of the pipeline trail in their jurisdiction. They're going to be building the Waverley Rail Trail and the Scotchman's Creek Trail. So we are starting to see the semblance of a nice spiderweb-type network here. Yeah, well, Channel 10 wish to save costs on commuting and or uh, the new owners thereof. Uh, that could be quite interesting. Just trying to pull into current events, what's happening around Channel 10. And there's a few other bits and pieces out there. Daniel Robinson Brickworks... This new estate where, interestingly enough, all of the O-bikes were stored. Ah, because they've been cluttering up the inner suburb. The jury's still out whether they're good or bad or indifferent. For those of us who experienced the train outage, mm. it was very hard to find an O-bike. Ah, here we afternoon. go. Yeah. Okay. And so I, I believe that O-bikes were very, very popular when the trains went down. Yeah, the only issue I have, really have with them, or two issues, is one, they take up um, safe parking space if someone wants to lock up somewhere. And the other one is I'm very concerned about how they're going to weather. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. very interesting, although they have been out in the elements at the brickwork site for the past couple of months. So speaking of that site, there's planning to be a new estate there. The local Whitehorse Council here invited uh, community feedback and interestingly enough, they'd proposed a brand new trail through this real estate. Tell us more. They'd put in six road crossings in about three to 400 metres of cycle path and no linkage to the rail trail to the north or the Sindel to Heatherdale pipeline trail to the south. Interestingly enough, if they were to connect it to the pipeline trail to the south, the local primary school where all the kids would be going from this new estate would have a perfect off-road run all the way to the new <laughs> from the new estate. It's just they're not considering the wider picture. No, it's like someone's had a good idea, but they really haven't followed it through with uh, known stakeholder groups. Or, yeah, it's like like you were just talking about earlier about separation between infrastructure. It's like, yeah, a main road comes up to a railway and you're just supposed to go over the tracks. It's it's a fantastic instance of box ticking of the worst kind. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they say, oh, we've considered this. We're ticking the box. We've put in the cycle infrastructure and nobody's using it. Yet the funniest thing has been with the new trail that we've got along the railway line, because it actually joins the Eastlink Trail, it's been amazing to see people getting on, riding, running, walking. There's been people all along this brand new trail because it actually ties in with something and it serves far more than just the people going along that one short section. It's these uh, complete sort of network picture mm. and the tying of things in together that enable people to get places. One small section that ties in with two other sections is worth 30 or 40 kilometres worth of trail. Well, it's almost sound like you've got something like, gosh, a, 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 a principal bicycle network happening out there. It, it's starting to show the signs. It, it, yeah. It's a, a really enjoyable time. But now the people of, who live close to the railway line 
we now have a safe way of getting into the city of Knox's fantastic off-road network. And we're starting to see the semblance of people getting out and riding their bikes. And we're starting to see a lot more families on bikes. And it, it's really fantastic to see, particularly of a weekend when it's a nice, fine, sunny day, to see people riding along the path and people have been getting out and investigating. And uh, what, any other works going on out there that us uh, around the rest of Melbourne and Victoria should know about? Yeah, we've got one final little one, the Hillsville Freeway Reserve. The current state government proposed uh, retaining the reservation as public parkland and they're going to be starting work on building the trail from Springvale Road through to Baronia Road shortly. They're working with a whole heap of other stakeholders to get a good result for all, especially the crossing of the Belbo Dell area. There's uh, pretty steep terrain and pretty high conservation value to the land there. So we are working with all of the interested stakeholders there and hopefully we'll see a trail running through there in the not too distant future as well. And so finally, uh, we'll get that trail along the railway from Box Hill into Richmond, getting back some of your earlier stuff. So you, know, you do get these linkages from inner to outer and also from where you want to go from A to B with, within the southeastern suburbs. We're starting to see some good results there. And with the Darabin Trail link being completed as well, you're almost being able to go from place to place now. It's a little bit black hole-ish, few little gaps around, but we're starting to see the semblance of a decent network here in Melbourne. And where can people find out more about this sort of stuff? If they want to know network updates or and or get involved or go for a ride? You can find out via the Whitehorse Cyclist website via www.bhrt.org and you can also find out via the Whitehorse Cyclist website. Just Google Whitehorse Cyclists and we'll be the first ones to come up. Vic Road's also wonderful video of the new Box Hill to Ringwood Rail Trail shared use path great um, doing a catch-up. We should probably do another one in the near future because it seems like uh, uh, there's a lot happening out in the southeastern suburbs of Melbourne. No, pleasure to be on again and very happy to have some wonderful news for everyone. That was the interview I did with David Blom from Whitehorse Cyclists. And yes, the music was a little nod to uh, the Couch Pentaton, the uh, SBS TDF listeners who go absolutely baresque whenever an uh, entity called Troll DJ plays uh, anything to do with the Muppets during the breaks on the Tour de France coverage on SBS Cycling Central. Yes, I hope your sleep deprivation is going well and we're into the final week of the tour. The next interview I have is with Robert Jamison and he's with a new group called Cycle Casey. Today on Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio on Community Radio 3CR, I'm chatting to Robert uh, Jamison, who is from Cycle Casey. Bit of a rundown, Robert, about uh, where Casey's located. Casey, or basically the city of Casey, is one of the fast-growing suburban areas out in southeast of Melbourne. Uh, basically stretches from Listerfield in, in the north, uh, where people might be familiar with the, all the mountain biking at Listerfield. 
and it stretches all the way down to Western Port Bay. Well, it's a pretty big geographical part of Melbourne. Uh, I remember hearing about a decade ago that the that was it Chadston was a demographic centre of Melbourne. I think it's moved east a fair bit since then. <laughs> so that's yeah, a lot absolutely. of Melbourne. That's not being you know, is should be treated better with cycling facilities. Can you tell us a little bit about why you set up Cycle Casey? Yeah, so so basically the idea is you know, there's a lack of any any bicycle user groups uh, in this in this council area. So the idea behind it is basically to you know improve any anything that we can improve to allow people to ride bikes, whether it be kids, older people, you know anyone that needs to be able to get to work, sporting facilities, get to the shops. Um, yeah, it's really it's really quite lacking out this area. And what's the actual area like to ride around? There's obviously with the growth area. There's there's some quite big roads out this way. We've got the the Monash Freeway, which they're currently expanding from two lanes to three lanes, um, as it carves its way through Hallam, all the way out towards Officer. Um, then there's also the Princess Highway, so that's three lanes each direction. Another you know another huge arterial road. So there are some bike paths that that follow the Monash uh, Freeway. You know, even even simple thing like wayfinding signage. There's just no signage on there to help you to help you get from A to B. Yeah, because uh, I was uh, just chatting to David Blom. He's from Whitehorse Cyclists, and that stuff they're doing, which is probably correct me if I'm wrong, is a bit north to you to where you guys are. Yeah, that that sounds about right. Sounds about right. Yeah, um, Whitehorse. Yeah, because some of the signage they do there is just basically stenciling the paths instead of having to have something a little bit more resource, you know, like poles and signage. So it's something you could probably suggest to council is in terms of really easy signage to put down as stencils. Even recently, someone's taken to spray painting on the ro- on the on the footpath itself, you know, Berwick with a with a big arrow. So you know they've you know someone's taken their frustration out and um, yeah done their own signage. What do you want to see happen in uh, Casey? Yeah, I guess ideally, you know, any any improvements we could we could make would be ideal. In in our area, we've got about six train stations. Pretty sure that all of them have got those parketeer cages. Um, where you can, you know, safely secure your bike if you want to catch the train into work or, or other places, but it, but even those can get quite full, you know, because they only build them to hold about 20 bikes as they're sort of dotted all around Melbourne. Even just improving, uh, they're building so many subdivisions, and if they can just build the roads or build proper shared paths through these areas, uh, would would make a huge improvement. So what um, what does Casey Council out there like to deal with in sustainable transport and the like? Because I hear about them for other things, but what are they like for like walking and cycling? They've made some improvements. A while ago, they made they made a shared path that takes takes you all the way from uh, Sweeney Reserve towards another reserve in in Hallam. It basically it follows the water drainage area that sort of then eventually ends up at, at Mordialic. Yeah, it's quite a good path. It, you know, it's wide. You do see people riding it and, and walking along it. Then obviously it gets towards the South Gippsland Highway and then basically it, it abruptly ends and obviously the South Gippsland Highway isn't the most ideal road to ride on. But something yeah. that you, you seem to be really red hot on is access to public spaces. And this is really quite important stuff because you've got some big spaces out there but they're not particularly easy to access and it's not just for people on bikes yeah absolutely it's it's in a way it's one of my it's one of my pet hates that they 
I don't know if it's Melbourne Water or whichever different groups own these different bits of land where a shared path might get put through, but they put in these swing gates and Z gates and all these things that make it quite difficult for just even just able-bodied people to get your push bike through. I couldn't imagine trying to get your bike and a kiddie trailer through or, you know, multiple bikes, tandem bikes, let alone mobility scooters. So in a way, I'm just trying to encourage people to use the apps uh, Neat Streets, Snap, Send, Solve, take a photo, sort of uh, put your complaint in there to say that, you know, these places should be, you know, more accessible to, to people of all abilities. Yeah, because I noticed on the website you got a pretty good photo illustrating this and it's it's just a straight-up obstacle. I can understand there's been issues to do with things like some of those small motorised bikes and some safety issues and the like, but this is just an impediment. Prospect Hill flood retard, retarding basin and that'd be difficult enough if you're able-bodied yeah absolutely and and you'd struggle to get your like a family to get a stroller through that as well if you're just trying to walk to and from school with your kids so that's that's a prime example of the types of paths that they put through these retarding basins sort of following the, the sort of the retaining walls as they sort of cut through these areas it needs a simpler engineering solution other than just like that this is almost looks like it's just blocking access yeah, absolutely. Because the funny thing is, there's a, there's a couple of them where they've got the the Z gate or the swing gate on the path right next to it. The council workers or whoever's employed to come along with a tractor and slash the grass, they don't even close the gate. Kids on dirt bikes can just scoot through anyway. I'm Tash Sultana, and you are listening to 3CR. Please subscribe. Do yourselves a massive favour. Thank you very much. Um, activities you got coming up? It's early days yet, so we just really want to build the group and, and build awareness because there are quite a few, I guess, cycling groups out this way. Got your shop rides with the different shops that are out this way. We're not far from Casey Fields, where there's a Criterium track. They're currently building a BMX track. So there's, and obviously Lesterfield, there's all the mountain biking you can do there. So there's certainly, you know, in this area, you can cover the whole, you know, gamut of cycling, you know, more along the lines of trying to ride from A to B in the area as a sort of a, a safe, enjoyable social ride to ride somewhere, get coffee, have a chat and you know ride back and show people where the paths are and, and aren't and where they need to be fixed up yeah so is it looking at site like a overall action plan or but yeah you know, like sitting down at a table with a map and people just seriously just going for it with the you know, pen and pencil and just putting down what they what they see as the gaps yeah basically yeah those missing links yep so that's yeah that's definitely where you see a path that gets you yeah almost to where you need to go but there still might be that couple hundred metres of gravel path. Yeah, yeah, more emails, more phone calls to council to sort of make those improvements. Yeah, and also working in with local authorities, we were just talking about Melbourne Water and their access to accessibility issues. Like, so what's what's your plans coming up for the next couple of months? Yeah, basically you want to more formally, I guess, create the group. Like I've recently attended, the City of Casey's put on some really good free events to go along, which basically gives you information about how to create a not-for-profit community group. So in, in the eyes of um, Consumer Affairs Victoria, so that you're a proper legitimate 
group and that you know how to do risk assessments, you know, to, to make sure that you do things safely. You know, when the group's then formed properly, we can then apply for grants to either put on events, maybe apply for larger grants where, where infrastructure needs to be put in place and apply for those on behalf of council to attract that money. That sounds really good. You just, you know, like the, the structure that needs to happen, especially in such a rapidly growing part of Melbourne. I mean, how many people do you know of roughly are moving to this area? Because I know there's a couple hundred a week in Melbourne, but out there it seems it's a, a huge growth. They do quote some, some very big numbers. I'd have to basically I'd have to Google it to see what they are because it obviously it changes a fair bit. But yeah, every now and again, I'll, I'll go for a ride or if we go into a different sporting field in our area, if we go down to say somewhere like Clyde, you go down there and it's just where there used to be cow paddocks, there's just now hundreds of houses. It's, yeah, it's really quite incredible. What would be the best way for people to get in touch with you if they want to get involved with Cycle Casey or they've got ideas, they've got, you know, they want to go for rides, they've got um, information that can help you out. How, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Yeah, I guess the best way at this stage would be if they can find our website, which it could be quite hard to find with, with Google search because the, the page hasn't had a lot of hits yet and so forth. We are on Facebook, so that's that's one way to find us, or Twitter. Yes, yeah, so it's Cycle Casey. And what I'll do is I'll put the links into the podcast. I notice like your Twitter account's very active, so that's great. And uh, yeah, it's basically you're making these early connections to, to get your group started and get people involved with you know transport issues down there in Casey. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having a chat with us today. Real eye-opener for people seem to think that cycling is a middle to inner suburbs thing, you know, for riding for transport, and it clearly isn't. It's really a whole-of-Melbourne issue. Yeah, absolutely. So I've been surprised myself with when I commute to work, you know, I commute from here to Clayton. You know, it's about 27 kilometres. When you look at your data on Strava, you can see other cyclists of riding similar routes, and people are riding from Pakenham to the city, occasionally there are people that are you know putting in some big k's on some of these quite busy roads out this way yeah i was just when i was talking to david blom earlier we had that pt meltdown the other night and there was not an o bike to be found anywhere yeah wow <laughs> and there's several thousand of them parked out at uh, nutter wanting at the moment but yeah they're kind of done their you know distro thing in the inner suburbs but yeah people are getting on o-bikes and just using them because it was the best way to get around to a certain distance but that some of those k's people are racking up are amazing oh absolutely yeah it's incredible Okay, that was Robert from the new Cycle Casey talking about what uh, plans he's got for the next couple of months and for his new organisation. Very quick news and events. Gipps Street, the, uh, Abbotsford, the planets are finally aligned. Uh, news came through about a week ago from Parks Victoria. They're going to build an all-ability access ramp plus four weeks consultation. So there's a uh, survey out for that now and I will put the link into the uh podcast stuff or you can look up Parks Victoria access the main Yarra trail for all also uh, the Yarra reporter has a really good interview with the one and only Val from this show to do with the new bicycle laws that came in on the 1st of July and he's got he's got words to say so you look up yarrareporter.org I think .au I'll put the link in for that too but you probably have a few things to say about next week and also 
bit of bird news, but something that you can do. Uh, there's been some idiocy on some of the inner city trails around Melbourne, uh, the lower part of the Mooney Ponds Creek Trail underneath CityLink, and also, again, on the weekend, the underpass on the Capital City Trail as you go um, under Royal Park. Uh, some uh, foolish people, uh, choosing my words carefully, have um, been dumping oil and or some type of slippery substance, maybe diesel, on the shared paths. Now, the MFB have been hosing this stuff off, but if you see anything, you know anything, you have any information, contact the police directly because there has been injuries already from this and this is something that should be stopped immediately. Okay, that's all I've got time for this week. The podcast should be up quite soon. And don't forget, uh, we had Radiothon last month, but you can still donate or subscribe to Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio. Go to 3cr.org.au and uh, make your pledge or donation and make sure that you put on the box that it's going to Yarra Bug Radio. Okay, uh, thank you so much. I should be back in a fortnight. Uh, Logie willing. And uh, up next is Jailbreak. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.